0: Hey y'all, it's Noxy. Thanks for listening to the Detailed Solutions Podcast. And now, a little bit more about one of our sponsors. Alex, have you heard about the Pain Assassins on Facebook? No, Noxy. What's that? I'm glad you asked, you wrinkled little booby. Pain Assassins started by a dude named Jason Bruno to where detailers can find the camaraderie that they're looking for without any of the negative trolling bullshit like other Facebook groups. Not only that, but they can compete with their work weekly, monthly, or yearly to win prizes. Oh, dude. And they make sick merchandise. So you always have fresh gear to wear. Whoa. Uh. Anyway, y'all want to check it out? Again, it's Pain Assassins on Facebook or Instagram. Check it out.
1: Welcome to the Detail Solutions podcast. My name is Alex Russell and I am your host. Tonight we are doing a fun with Fermani. So as always we got David Fermani on. How you doing, buddy? Hey, doing great Alex. How are you, man? Good man. Good man. Just hey, had man. a little uh I did a little Fermani job today kind of uh, oh. I mean it wasn't a full on Fermani job but it was it was pretty close. I had a uh, a client bring me a brand new just got it last week um white mercedes sprinter van 2500 um yeah you've been working on it
2: for the last week and what you got another no 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 no, no. He,
1: no he just got it last week
2: yeah i know like if, are you doing a Fermani job where it takes you three four weeks to do or is it one no, or no 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 no, i got it
1: i did a Fermani job where it took me today to do <laughs> so, ah, half so power, I, yeah. yeah yeah so <laughs> well, i was like I, so i was like i was like okay you know so i was like all right it's brand new it's mercedes you know hard paint shouldn't be too swirled up um it's white, you know, again, not really gonna notice it too much. So yeah, you know, I mean I did a little uh decon uh bath on it, hit it with a little clay pad, and uh and it did have some little light swirls. So I was like, all right, well, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this because then it won't be a Fermani job. So I grabbed a little little Rupez uh DA fine and uh, and a yellow yellow burke pad and just hit the main areas that the sun would hit on really fast. I mean, probably took me, I don't know, hour, hour and a half to kind of just do a quick little polish on it. And, uh, and then. What well, an it. hour,
2: hour and a half too long you spent on that car?
1: Yeah, but, you know. Your ego it did, got the best of you. But it did have some noticeable swirls that
2: I didn't want to
1: coat over. Um, I know you, know you're not too worried about that. Yeah, it's- Your
2: customer probably didn't know they were there though
1: he they. probably didn't you're absolutely right he probably didn't
2: there.
1: care yeah you're right he probably didn't he probably didn't care um did
2: but you yeah, out a bunch that, of like ten dollar so microfiber right. towels do what did you sell him out a bunch of like ten dollar piece microfiber towels so well, no, he, he, hasn't come
1: back. he hasn't come back to pick it up yet but no oh, yeah. no no i'm just gonna tell him i'm just gonna tell him how he can wash it Then no, it's up to him from there i don't give a shit <laughs> So it was like a for yeah, money and a like half type. It was like a for man. money and a half type job, for money and a quarter. Because I mean, really, didn't spend too much. <laughs> but I but I got some pretty good money on it. Not not exactly for money money, but I got some pretty good money on it. So I'm a good. It was
2: nice being home early, wasn't it? Uh,
1: no, I still wasn't home early. Um, it was. Uh, I had a couple of. Um, I had a couple of slowdowns today. So my my PPF guy rep stopped by just to check on me. So that was ended up being a 45 minute conversation with him kind of deal. Um, so that slowed me down a little bit. And then um, and it doesn't fit in my shop. My shop's uh, only an eight foot tall door. With oh, for the 10 foot ceiling. So I did as much of it as I could at my shop. And then I took it over to my buddy's warehouse where he stores his lotuses because he's he's got a bigger um, like 20 foot high ceilings 16 foot high door kind of deal um and he lets me do big stuff over there so then while i was over there coding it then he stopped by and he likes to gab so i probably spent another 45 minutes or an hour with him so instead of being done with it at like three o'clock like i should i didn't get done till like five so
2: how fun was the roof on that thing um you uh, know the, the roofs. paused too long you didn't do the roof did you I didn't polish
1: the roof. No, 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 no. And that's, that's why I said, I just did the spots that the sun would hit. So I did the, the, the up above the the windows on the sides. Okay. And I did, and I did below the windows to the molding on the sides. And then I did the hood and then and the back kind of the same. So I basically kind of did roof down to the moldings, basically where sun would hit. Did you cut the roof? Yes. I coated the roof. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, it's, it's a nice painted roof. I mean, I know he'll probably never get really get up there or whatever, but no, I coat the roof. Those things are pretty easy because of the way that they taper going up. Mm-hmm. You can reach halfway on either side. The only problem is, is because they taper going up, your ladder is further away. So it's a further. And I don't like, I, I mean, I'm not afraid of heights, but I don't like being up on ladders too much so yeah yeah, yeah.
2: you're gonna you gonna post that one on the on the groups
1: um probably i mean facebook's been down all day so you know
2: yeah, um, yeah. Uh, um,
1: but yeah he's uh he's not coming to get it till wednesday so maybe tomorrow or, or wednesday morning before he comes and gets it i'll i've got a i've got to do like cleanup so you know wheels tires windows Wipe out the door jams like i always do that stuff after after the coding cures you know at least a day or so um so i'll do that either tomorrow or wednesday morning and then i'll i'll take pictures and video and, and then it'll go you could do house. those every single day could you yeah honestly i could and yeah. and you know what in fact so so here's the deal so next monday i have a a dodge srt Durango coming in that's going to basically be a hyper polish and a coating so that'll pretty much be a one-day job um and then the monday after that i have a new titan or frontier i don't know one of the nissan pickup trucks i forget what the guy said um coming in basically the same thing quick hyper polish and then a coating so that'll be a one-day job and both of those are um let's see the the durango is a is a good client so i give him a little bit of a deal but it's a 1200 hundred dollar job so it'll be 1200 bucks for one day and then the the nissan i think i quote i think i charged him 14 so 14 for one day to do a hyper polish and a a quick coating
2: do you like on some of these cars where you know they're not going to take care of it do you ever try talking them out of uh getting
1: the hyper hyper polish? Um, well, no. Usually what I'll do is I'll talk them into like a one year coating or, mm-hmm. or a sealant because I mean, my hyper polish is just what the Kilmer one and a half step deal or the or the Noxy hybrid polish. So it's quick cut, quick polish kind of deal. Um, <clears throat> But usually if they're not gonna take care of it, I'll either just sell them on a sealant and say, hey, come back in six months, we'll do it again. Or I'll sell them on a one-year coating and say, we'll come back in 12 months and we'll do it again because I know you won't really take care of it too well. Uh-huh. What if you
2: have a customer that wants the best protection and they're not gonna take care of their car, but they wanna protect it?
1: So, so listen, I, I, I'm not like most guys, right? Alex wants money as long as I, and and, but what I'll do is I'll I'll explain to the client, you know, hey, listen, I don't have any problem putting whatever coating you want on it. I don't care if you go straight from me and run it through the car wash, but you just have to understand that it could swirl six months, a year, two years. It might not ever swirl. I don't know, but I just let them know. And as long as they're okay with that, they're okay with it. Listen, I, I tell people, I, it's their car. I can't tell them what to do with it. I'm just going to say, yeah, exactly. I'm just, I'm just saying here, this is the best way to maintain it.
2: But if you know, whatever, if you're going to do whatever, you're going to do whatever. But you would never talk somebody out of a coating if you know they're not going to maintain the finish properly. No, because Alex,
1: because wants money. And if they, and, and listen, and listen, if the client wants it. I um, who am I to not give it to them, you know, because if I try to talk them out of it, they're just going to go to somebody else who will give it to them. And there'll be somebody else who wants money
2: and oh. is going to give them a, a coating for it. So there's value into, into putting on a good product, even if the finish is not going to be maintained, you know, to high standards, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. I'll put it this way. So your car wash that you work at, uh-huh. if you put up a, a carnuba paste wax on it, after how many car washes would that that product be gone?
1: Probably not too many. Two or three? Honestly, yeah. Probably
2: Maybe four. Yeah. Okay. How about if you put a polymer paint seal on that? Uh, probably Maybe. about
3: the same,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. How about if you put a one year?
1: You probably get close to. I think oh, really? I think ceramics are different. So so with waxes and everything, I think what when you go through the car wash with a wax, whether it's a, a silica, or not a silica, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, like a synthetic, like a synthetic wax, right? Because, uh, um, I mean, nobody really uses real wax, right? Liquid wax, whatever you want to call it, um, or, or a sealant kind of deal. Um, I think what mainly strips those off is more of the high pressure,
4: the water. Um, and the chemicals yeah. Detailers, you want the wow, right? When that customer comes outside, they're looking at their car and they go, wow, what did you use on my ride? It looks amazing. <laughs> you want that, but it's so hard to fight through all the marketing crap in the market today. You've got companies that are hitting cars or lighting them on fire. Others come out with sprays and they go, ooh, look, it fizzles. <laughs> So listen to what Alex says, and therefore, go check out HyperClean. The hot new snow foam that HyperClean has, we have put out the highest lubricity soap on the market so that it will create less marring for you and more opportunities for it. wow. Follow it up with HyperClean Slick, which is the perfect silica spray creating a street-free Wow! All right, now go save fifteen percent with the code Detail Fifteen. Do it today and get more wows with Hyperclean. With
1: coatings, um, you know, and and even, I mean, even silicas. I think. I mean, shoot, we ran um when Hydro Two came out, CarPro's Hydro Two. We put that on one of the employees' cars and we ran his car through the car wash every day that he worked. So at least four or five times a week, um, for for man, a good month or two. And and still when it hit the blowers, it was bone, it was it was bone dry. I mean, way, mm-hmm. way drier than any cars going through with a, like a drying aid and everything on it. So, so I mean, like that as a silica held on pretty long. Um, I've seen my, my clients with ceramics go through car washes and actually, you know, I saw one, I saw one, the guy was taking it through the car wash two times a week. I saw it about eight or nine months after I coated it. And he was like, Oh no, I'm hand washing, hand washing, hand washing. And then I see him and I said, how long did the hand washing last? He said, man, that shit lasted about two weeks.
5: because I go through
1: the car wash two times, two times a week. I said, two times a week for about eight, nine months now. He's like, yeah, man. And I said, well, because I looked at it in the sun. It was a, a BMW M3, the, the gray color that BMW has, mm-hmm. like the whatever um, kind of gray. And I mean, on the sun, it looked gorgeous still. Paint looked perfect. So, I mean, two you're time, probably happy though. Yeah, two, time, two times a week through the car wash and, and the ceramic was still holding up. You know, as far as he was concerned, didn't have any swirls in the paint. I don't know about in the ceramic, but when the sun hit on it, the sun was reflecting the paint, not the ceramic. So I didn't notice anything.
2: Yeah. I mean, like the customer I just did with the gray Range Rover, literally, this was for his wife. Every morning they get up, they take their kids to school, and they run it through the car wash on the way back. Every morning, at least six days a week. Yeah. I mean, I could have sold them a wax or a sealant or whatever. They wanted the best protection that would last the longest. Yeah. Whether it went from a month to two months, they didn't care. They just wanted the best possible protection. And it looked good. Coming right. from the dealer, it actually looked pretty decent. I mean, the appliques were swirled up and the, the moldings and stuff, they didn't care. Right. yeah. It, like, that, 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 that piano
1: plastic stuff, always, it yeah. swirls so easy. we are going to last anyways. Right, right.
2: Yeah, so what's the point?
1: And, uh, and you probably have did a little bit of justice because I did a I did a black Range Rover years ago for one of my clients, one of my clients swore that ceramic was snake oil. And then uh I did one of his, one of his buddy's cars and then he saw how good it worked. So he brought his, brought his Range Rover to me and it was black. And he's like, oh man, he's like, you know, it's in great shape. I run it through the car wash. And I said, I said, yeah, I can see man. that. I said, how many times are you run it through the car wash? He's like, man, I got the monthly pass. I go every day.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: now, again, to him, it looked good, right? It was shiny. It was it was clean. It was whatever. But to me, it was gray because of all the swirls. And then when I did a 50-50, you could see it was like gray. And then it was black and shiny. Um, you know, but but, you know some people don't see that and and you taking and doing that new and they go through the car wash every day will probably help save that, that color a little bit, you know, because, because if anything, it's going to, it's going to mar and scratch the ceramic, right. It's not going
2: to scratch the paint. So. Jury's out on that actually, who knows? You think so? I mean, eventually it's going to start abrading down the coating. Yeah.
1: But again, like, you know, how long, how long is it going to take to do that? You know, again, be, i just just here to find out. I just. Was talking about a, a BMW. I saw eight nine months after, and it didn't have any swirling down at that point. You know, so I mean, almost a year, and it wasn't showing any swirling.
3: Um, yeah.
2: So the, the 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 post that I made about ceramic coating this Range Rover for yeah. I went. I charged like three grand to do that. I did the I did the uh, the paint, and I did the wheel faces. That's nuts. He was happy. He was happy. Absolutely um, nuts. Yeah. I'm glad, I'm glad you got that kind of money, but I, I think that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he, he sees value in it. Yeah. I mean, if I'm charging, you know, $1,500 for a regular car. Yeah. So there's no reason why you can't get two grand for that. No. And then, you know, add on customer appreciation fees and add the wheels on. I mean, you're at three grand and they have no mm-hmm. problem. It. No, that's um, awesome. It's, Selling value, I guess, and what you yeah. what you've done in the past. Yeah. And here's the price, and that's what they go with. Um, so and the thing is, I mean, I'm gonna be looking at this car because they don't when they go through the car wash, they don't have the interior done. They don't want anybody inside their car. Right,
3: right. So, so just every, doing, they, yeah, every, they just
2: do
1: a ride-through and go kind of deal. Yeah,
2: so every couple months I'll 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 clean it up for money the inside and I'll see how the outside looks. If it looks Terrible out there. Then I'll probably hit it with a polish to gloss it up, and hit it with another ceramic. Probably charge them more. Yeah. And they're fine with that. I mean, the dealer was going to charge them over two thousand dollars to right, apply right. bullshit paint seal.
1: Right, right. Because the deal again, what everybody who's listening to this doesn't realize is the dealership's not going to do a paint correction.
2: No way. They're probably going to leave paint sealing in the cracks and all over yeah. the the textured moldings and and probably not even put it on the roof you know and I don't,
1: warranty <laughs> right and I, and I don't know about that range over there but the range rover down here uses seal jets. jet so all they're going to do is just put seal jet on
2: yeah.
1: which is a polymer yeah. polymer based sealant or whatever yeah that um, won't last very long no no it won't i mean it, it, one of my clients that i do that i do his range over monthly he's one of my monthly wash guys um i remember a few years back he uh he told me, he said, Hey, he said, uh, cause it was like on a Friday. He's like, I don't think he's like, I think I'm going to have to pass this week. Just don't come get the car. It's at the dealership. He goes, um, they're reapplying the, uh, the sealant stuff. So I said, okay, cool. Oh. No problem. Um, so I, so I get it the following week. I walk, you know, I'm washing it. It's, it's the, the metallic black or whatever. So, you know, I'm washing it and you know, immediately I see in my lights all the scratches and swirls that are still there. So I asked him, I was like, hey, didn't you have this done? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They they, they redid it. And I said, well, I said, they just threw it on top of because you still have all these swirls and scratches and everything. And uh oh, I said, so, they, so they didn't do any correction. Or he goes, he goes, uh, ah, whatever. He's like, I'll get with you down the line. We'll do it it was like two years before he finally said, Hey, let's, let's have you, uh, you know, correct it up and polish it and everything. And, and, and put a good wax on it. Cause he didn't want a ceramic. He's He was like, just put a good wax on it. And now it's got hard water stains all over it. It's scratched and swirled up even more. And from everything that he's done with it and, you know, and it's, he doesn't see it. I don't care, man. I get paid to wash it. That's all. That's all I'm doing to it. I'm not, going over there trying to upsell him I'm not trying to like you know point things out to get him
2: so many detailers let their ego get the best of them and just you know this endless goal of attaining perfection none of them do none of of them do oh I would never put ceramic coating on something that hasn't been corrected and you know all this other crap I guarantee they're putting ceramic coating on parts of that car that their polisher's never touch. Oh, yeah. Guaranteed. It's just, it's a fact. Listen, I I call bullshit
1: on a lot of the, the Facebook egos anyways.
5: Hey there, podcasters. What if I told you that there was a product out there that would knock out multiple detailing products? Not only is it the ultimate time and money saver, but produces amazing results and is versatile on almost every substrate. It can also be used in your home or commercial businesses. Genko is an all-around multi-cleaner capable of removing light to moderate water spots, grease and grime. It's safe on surfaces including windows, door jams, paint, mat, PPF and vinyl, rubber moldings, plastic trim and ceramic coated surfaces. My name is Jennifer Turcott, and after 22 years in the detailing industry, I'm so proud to have a product that is helping my fellow detailers around the world and others. I've tested GenKO for more than two years before the final ready-to-use product was produced. I'm beyond happy when people reach out and tell me how much the GenKO helped them and it can help you too. To get your own, you can contact me directly or go to www.igocodingsusa.com, contact your local IGL distributor or installer and pick your bottle up today. And don't forget to share your experience on social media using the hashtag GenKOmix.
1: What we all say we do, in a Facebook group I guarantee you is not done in a
2: shop when nobody's looking at you. Oh, of course. They cut corners, they don't polish them. Of course. No.
1: Listen, <laughs> listen, if my client, if my client's not if the sun isn't going to, you know, again, what I what I just said about the Mercedes, if the sun's not going to hit on rocker panels, why am I going to break my back trying to get rocker panels 100% or even close to it?
3: Yeah. I'm, going, of I'm, going to,
1: I'm going to shine them up and be done with it and move on.
2: You know, brand new car, you know, I, back to the Rover and this dude from Pakistan, his last name was Butt and, and he kept just going after me about you should have, you know, ceramic coated or, or put a dressing on the bottom rocker moldings, you know, they're all dry and faded like dude. The car's brand new it's never even been washed yet it has like sub 50 miles on it and you want me to you know put a dressing on that or or ceramic coat it dude the customer doesn't care yeah it's washed every day that stuff's never gonna last it's gonna get ground down you should see the wheels on their cars Uh they always get black wheels by the time you know a few months hit the road because the car washes here just yeah the cars an and aisle, yeah they're like dull the wheels yeah. are like black dull. yeah
1: well poodle poodle brushes are no joke you know i mean i mean i had um i had a 95 eclipse gt and you know i had i had it lowered um some lowering springs and everything like that and those poodle brushes going through the, you know again working at the car wash washing it once a week those poodle brushes were like ripping the paint off of the rocker panels because they're the,
2: dirtiest, they're the yeah. dirtiest, you know, brush or cloth on the whole damn car wash.
1: Yeah. They see all the dirt. Well, not only that, but it's, it's a, it's super stiff. I mean, it's, it's not, it's not soft. Like, you know, a, a truck brush it's, sti- it's stiff. It's like a stiff carpet brush because it's got to be able to get into all, all the little wheels. You know, oh yeah. I mean, those things, those things will annihilate wheels. I, man, what was I doing the other day? It was, it was basically kind of the same thing I was doing. um, Man, I don't know. I was just doing, I think like a regular washer or, or, or something. It wasn't, wasn't a big job. Um, and the client had black rims and I could tell that they had been through the car wash. Cause like you said, they were just all like when the light ever. hit, you could just see all the scratches yeah. In, in the uh, in the black on the, the the painted pieces of the rims yeah, yeah And I mean, I, I'm not a big fan of um, I mean anybody out there listening can pro- can absolutely prove me wrong if they want to but I am not a big fan of coating plastics um, I know coatings are supposed to be breathable, but plastics are breathable material and if you put a sealant over it, even if it's a somewhat breathable, sealant you're still sealing in which will help dry it out faster at least that's the way i think so anybody can prove me wrong you can prove me wrong anybody else can but i just don't believe in coating plastics i'd rather just throw some um a decent trim dressing on there
2: and uh, actually i um when i did my coating test several years back like 13 uh years ago on my fusion i did half the car okay it had a chrome grill Yep. And it had textured lower grills, okay. Okay. And a line right down the middle, and I coated it. You can actually tell what part was coated and what wasn't. Yeah, it saved it it. it. it did make a difference. It saved it. Okay. It did. I mean, it it's,
1: it's just it's just my my feelings, you know? I mean,
2: Yeah. It's, it's it's
1: how I do it. I would I would just rather put a nice little dressing on there and then, you know, especially on a new car like what you were doing, I mean, worst case scenario. What do you mean? It doesn't get better than that, right? Worst case scenario, even on new cars, what I've I've done is is take some solutions finish and or solution finish and just go around with solution finish. I mean it yeah, it helps it helps restore it. It helps make it look nicer. Are you do
2: that on a brand new
1: car? I don't think I've done it on a brand new car. Why would you? No? But I but I just do like a, a tr- plastic trim, you know, um, you know, whatever dressing
2: kind of thing. On something brand new. Yeah, brand new. On that's, that's brand
1: new, on brand new. Yeah, if I'm doing if I'm doing correction and coding, I I will I will put a dressing on the trim just just to shine it up, just to make it pop like the rest of the car pops. Now I'm a
2: purist. I want it to look like it rolled right out of the out of the showroom. Then why the put a section is it. is is irrelevant. Then, then why put a coding on it. <laughs> That would be probably the best thing, unless it, it would yeah. darken your shine. <laughs> no. Leave that shit alone when it's red.
3: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: I could sell them a- on a glass, a coating for the glass, a leather right. coating, uh, a trim coating. I mean, dude, a fabric coating. I could have turned it into like seven thousand dollars if I wanted to take the wheels off and do the yeah. barrel and the calipers. Yeah, it wasn't needed. No, it was, no. It was a quick in and out. It probably took me like literally half the day by the time lunchtime rolled around yeah that was I was
1: done and listen when, when i do trim like if i'm doing trim it's one of those ones that's like all the way around the car you know the bottom of the bumper or the wheel arches down yeah, where does
2: it end from the whole damn car on a Range Rover. yeah road. i
1: mean I'll, I'll run around that real quick but if it's just like a front bumper piece or rear bumper piece or maybe a rock i'm not i won't i won't really do those but like if it's, a, if it's an all the way around, I'll go ahead and kind of do those just to make
2: them pop a little bit. You better um, start working on cleaning them a little better. Then you don't have to shine up all over your dirt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, peanut oil. That's oh. all you need. Peanut,
1: peanut oil. Man, you go around peanut oil, take any, any polish, any compound off. Doesn't it'll, it'll be good as new.
2: Peanut oil takes compound off of, off of texture trim? Yep. Come on. You didn't know that? It just hides it.
1: No, it doesn't. No, it does not. It
2: fully removes it. What color is peanut oil? Clear?
0: Is your car detailing website crashing and burning? Son, your ego is writing checks your body can't cash. You're putting the pedal to the metal, but not seeing the leads you want? Bingo. Keep your detailing website out of the danger zone. Yes, sir detailers roadmap is the premier web service for detailers you need to be doing it better and cleaner than the other guy now what is it with you we build punchy marketing campaigns and cost-efficient websites for detailers designed to get you leads and generate traffic custom built websites started just 99 dollars a month i feel the
3: need the need for speed ah!
0: and unlike other developers we only work with one industry yours stay out of the danger zone, danger zone. Sir. and cruise on over to detailersroadmap.com and see how we can push your leads into overdrive Talk to me, goose. that's detailersroadmap.com Hoover, you hear that? detailersroadmap.com
2: Roger. so you can actually see the transfer off onto your top with peanut oil listen i so when i learned about this i don't
1: know back in the late 90s or whatever at the car wash because again car wash your tapes up and we just wax over everything, right? Um, dude, yeah, you can peanut oil. We would take it around to the prep area and pressure wash the shit out of it to get all the oil off of it. And then run it through the car wash, come out the other side be perfect. Jeez. Solution finish is kind of the same thing. Um, Chris doesn't use um, peanut oil, but he uses, um, uh, I think, flaxseed oil. Which is, okay. which is very similar. And, and that's what helps pull it out
2: of the plastic. Wow. Where do you get peanut oil at? Grocery store. Wow. Like down the uh, cooking aisle? Yeah,
1: just Publix. I went and bought,
2: I mean, I'm I, I bought a bottle, I bought a bottle like a,
1: forever ago. I think it was like dollar something, but a little small 12 ounce bottle or whatever. And I just leave it in the cabinet mm-hmm. at the shop. And if I ever hit plastics and it, you know, stains it up or whatever, then I just go back over with a peanut oil. Or if I have a client who brings Jeez. me a car that has, cause I've had that before people like, Oh, dealership wax all over the place. Oh yeah. I got, I will take care of you. And I go around all the plastics with the peanut oil and then uh, take care of their car. And they never come back and tell me that the uh, the stuff. I mean, I've done it on personal cars, I've done it cars in the car wash that I see all the time. It takes it off, takes it off.
2: Wow, that's crazy. I never yeah. uh, I never knew about that stuff. That's crazy. I, uh, thanks for the tip. Yeah,
1: yeah, try it out. They'll so it'll help. work
2: on like getting like uh ground in compound off it, like ground-in compound that's on the trim. I mean
1: I would imagine so. I mean, it'll take wax. It'll take wax. I mean, like I've taken wax off that's been on plastic trim for, I don't know, you know, more more than like me doing it, right? Like somebody buys it at the dealership. The dealership gets wax all over the trim. They bring it to me. Hey, the dealership's got wax all over it. I'll take it off, no problem. Compound and polish. Um, you know, it's pretty much the same. Now, if you burn the plastic, now that's a different story right? Because that's, that's what, that's where I'm more afraid of than getting compound or polish on the plastics. Cause I know I can either between peanut oil or solution finish get the compound or the plastic or the, or the polish off of the plastic. What I'm more afraid of and why I tape up is the pad burning. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And taking away that texture, you know, look to it.
2: I just can't stand when I, when I've got to remove like ground in like old school compound in the cracks that are like yes. cemented in there
1: it should again i i've never done it, most of the stuff that that i've done that's been on there for a long period of time has just been, been wax not really compound but it should um yeah you know i mean it's it's taken off pretty much everything uh, that i've seen
2: my wife might even have some of that stuff i'll to ask her after this
1: yeah no yeah, just make um, sure, just make sure you're not allergic to peanuts or peanut oil or anything like that,
3: because we weren't allowed
1: to have that at one of the car washes I was at because one of the detailers had a peanut allergy, and it couldn't even be anywhere in the detail shop. Um, and I was like, well, y'all better uh, make sure you don't get wax on the
2: plastic trim then. <laughs> Yeah, the guy goes into
1: cardiac arrest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He almost he almost died one time. Somebody tried to give him a somebody bought him Chick-fil-A for breakfast, and he didn't realize that Chick-fil-A cooks their 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 they use peanut oil to to fry their their chicken, and so he was getting ready to take a bite, and I guess somebody else slapped it out of his hand. and Was like, dude, what are you doing? You're gonna die. He's Damn. like, what? He goes, he's like, he's like, they use peanut oil to cook that stuff. He's like, oh shit, I didn't know that.
2: <laughs> I couldn't imagine not eating Chick-fil-a. Man, neither could I. Oh god. Uh, that's like the only thing we do when we go to Florida. Yeah. You don't have Chick fil A Huh? You don't have
1: Chick-fil-A up there?
2: No. Well, they just put one in not too long ago. Oh okay. And there's like double lines wrapped around the corner. No, well, it's that's... like 45 minutes away from our house. That's, oh, really? Ooh. yeah. We used to go, we used to drive down to um, Toledo, Ohio, about an hour and 15 minutes away to hit a Chick-fil-A. Wow. Yeah. I I'm, like Chick-fil-A, but I'm not driving, I'm not driving that kind of
1: distance for Chick-fil-A.
2: <laughs> How about Pollo Tropical? We got one of those down the street. I'm not a big fan of it. Oh, that's, that, we make a beeline for that when we get off the uh, the plane.
1: Yeah. yeah, there's, there's one like, uh <sighs> man it's it's probably like 5 minutes from my house uh, cuz i cuz we can jump on the uh we can jump on the 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 toll and uh-huh. and shoot across and be there in about 5 minutes or so michelle got some pretty bad food poisoning last time she ate there so she won't eat there anymore either
2: oh really wow that's crazy yeah, yeah wow. she was
1: she it was coming out of both ends
2: so i could eat there every day yeah <laughs> so yeah, you know, the whole thing about egos is pretty yeah. interesting. Um, Facebook is full of egos. I mean, not just in the detailing world. Just put it down in your news feed. Yeah. It's, it's it's ego-based.
3: Yeah.
2: It's, um, you know, if you're putting yourself out there by posting a picture, like a selfie, you're an egomaniac. Bottom line. And people don't want to don't want to see that, and they don't they don't want to be the whole gaslighting thing and yeah. just not admitting when they're wrong.
1: Well, because you could you could literally post a picture of anything, and doesn't even have to be true, right? Like most people on Facebook aren't sitting right next to you when you're when you're posting whatever. I mean, that's the thing, you know, especially about details. I'm guilty of it too. I'll be the first one to admit it that. I mean, if I take a picture or a video, I'm I'm pre-checking it before I put it on Facebook because the last thing I want is for somebody to be like, hey, asshole, you missed a spot, <laughs> you
2: know, kind exactly. of deal. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, got a news a news update for you, man. 99.9% of us are attention-seeking, ego-driven, narcissistic people. Yeah. It's a fact. Yeah. And then, you know, I, I'll agree. I am the biggest narcissist in the detailing industry that I know. <laughs> I am not going to lie. I feed off of it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. And it makes me feel good. You, Sorry. You,
1: love, you like to stir the pot a little bit. I like to stir it a lot. And I'm yeah. fine with that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> it, it, you know, it, it's entertaining.
1: You're right. But so, so here's the way that I look at, I, you know, I, I know you now. If I didn't know you and I saw your post, I'd just be like this fucking asshole. Exactly. You know, but but I know that when you when you post those pictures to make to to stir the pot, you're actually and and again, the whole reason why I I keep having you back on the podcast because you're just trying to get people to think. At least that's the way I think. I look at it. Because you make because you make me think when you post those things, it makes me think of, okay, well, why am I not doing this? Or how can I do this? Or how do I feel about this? Um, you know, I get a little chuckle because I'm like, oh, here goes Dave again. You know, i yeah. stirring the pot, but it makes me think. Um, so, and, and that's the problem is I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of detailers on Facebook that will try to stir the pot, but most of the time they're just trolling and being assholes you're not re- to me you're not really trolling you're you're trying to get people to understand or think about it or whatever
2: i troll sometimes i do yeah. just for the the, the simple fact of it's fun and it makes my day go faster well then i, I yeah i mean i notice in some of your comments
1: you'll there there's some trolling going on but usually if you make a post there's not it's it's
2: more you want to see one, one of those of things to- like what what should i be charging to do the interior of a four door sedan Dude, that's a 100% troll post right there.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I saw it. I mean, a troll
2: response by me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I saw the one that you posted in that too. And it was like yeah. so outlandish. <laughs> I was
2: like Dave's trolling. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I mean, people, you know, the whole, I think the buzzword right now in the groups is ego. Yeah. Is the word ego. People are throwing that around left and right. But you go, you, you click on their profile and you go to their page and they're posting all these like pictures that are stroking their own ego. So I guess when you have an ego, yeah. you call people out for being egomaniac.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, <clears throat> you know, going back to 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 the Pints and the Publi- Pints and Publishing, the Pints yeah. and Polishing pub that you were on last no, week before last or whatever. Um and and I forget some everybody was talking about something and and i wrote down on my piece of paper um ego and held it up to the camera but then in my explaining or talking about something later on marty called me out for having an ego so i just was doing the same thing like i'm calling people out for having an ego but then i turned around was having an ego with my response
2: so people don't realize that they have an ego yeah i mean the people that say, I don't give discounts. I don't code over swirls. You know, they take wide angle shots of their, of their shop to show it being five times bigger than it really is. Uh, is you that know, the trick? That's yeah. what I got to do. Make my shop look bigger. If you pull post full sun shots, um, you know, you're materialistic. Anything. Yeah. If you post pictures of your new buffer or your new car, or anything new that you have. Guess what? It's you're, you're materialistic. It's yeah. ego driven. Yeah, of course it is. So the whole thing, like about people saying they're, you know, calling the ego card. They need to realize that they're they ego maniacs too. I'm right. just letting I'm letting everybody know that I am one. <laughs> yeah. It is not going to change because I, I like doing it.
1: Yeah, and it, and it is funny because everybody everybody wants to call everybody out for having an ego, but. Like you said, everybody's got an ego.
2: So, oh, the, the worst one is like, you know, they, they brag about being booked out two months or two weeks or, you know, several, you know, months or whatnot. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's like, that, that shouldn't be, that's ego taking over their brains because if you had brains, you basically would hire more people or run a, a more, you know, reasonable business. I, I, I'm not a fan of being booked
1: that far out, honestly. Um, I don't That's like it. I mean, I mean there was so two thousand nineteen, the summer of two thousand nineteen, I got to a point where I was about two, two and a half months booked out. But but I was but me being two or two and a half months booked out was only booking one coding a week. I could have easily have shortened that gap by by booking two a week doing one on monday getting rid of it on wednesday having the other one come in wednesday getting rid of it on friday i could have easily have done that and shortened my booking but the reason why i do them one a week is a not to kill myself and b i like to have a couple of days that i can do filler work where if one of my clients calls and says hey I need the car cleaned. You know, going out this weekend, going whatever, and I don't want to have to tell them no, I can't do it, especially when they fed me for the last six years. Yeah, um, so I, I like kind of clients. You
2: can't <clears throat> say no to
1: right. So I like having at least one or two days that I can do filler work, and if I don't book anything on those filler work days, well, my coding job is enough to make. But the other thing I don't like getting that far out is because. Um, and I know everybody's like, oh, well, take a deposit, you know, non-refundable or whatever. But if somebody changes their mind two months out, three months out, and now you get to that point, and now they're like, hey, you know what, um, you know, it really was taking too long. My car's all kind of messed up now. I don't give a shit, whatever. You can keep that little $250, 300 deposit or whatever. That, that doesn't, still doesn't make up. And now you're trying to
2: fill. I think that's a dickhead move, I personally think. Taking yeah. a deposit, I'm, that's a whole other I, subject, but yeah. I think it's a, it's a, it's a I, I've
1: only, I've only taken I've only taken a deposit twice. Um, you didn't film
2: on your car?
1: No, it wasn't film. So, well, yeah, one of them was film. So one was that, that RS5 Sportback I did a while back where we did the whole front end, the rear bumper and film and, in, and encoded it because it was like a $5,000 job. Um, And that literally was took the whole week and I had to, I had to, you know, book out my subcontractor and everything. So I took a deposit to make sure. And then the, the second one was the, the ceramic coating on the Mercedes, the $6,000 job, because I, because again, I pretty much took two and a half weeks of book time with that. And, and I told him, you know, if I was going to book him for that much time, because I wasn't sure how long it would take me to do it, that he was definitely paying a deposit. Um, He was actually happy to pay a deposit because he said that it would feel like when he paid the remainder, when he picked the vehicle up, he wasn't really paying as much.
3: (laughs) He was, so he
1: was, (laughs) yeah, so he was happy paying a a 25% deposit in the beginning so that he felt like he wasn't paying as much at the end. Even though he still paid the full. <laughs> happy, by the way. Oh yeah, he was ecstatic. That's fair. Yeah, yeah he was. He was blown. I'll never do that again. Yeah, he's. He said now he could actually feel like he could keep the car for for a few more years than he was thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I'm not a big deposit guy either. You know. People they like
2: they don't they operate their business as if if they don't get a deposit they're not going to book somebody in. I, right. I just don't.
1: Yeah. Right. And, and it's like I, I was telling the, the guy today with the, with the sprinter, um, you know, I mean, when I booked him last week, so I booked him for today. So that was my first availability. So I had the whole pretty much the whole month of October um, wide open with the exception of the, the Durango S for next week, which has actually been booked for a couple of months because my um, my client, like I said, it's it's his brother and he lives out of state. So they're coming down here to visit. So he said, Hey, while I'm down here visiting. I want to have your guy coat my car. Cause I like your cars. Um, so that one was actually booked for a couple of months. Um, but like I was telling my client today, I, I said, listen, you know, I mean, I booked you, you were my first thing. I said, now I've already got, you know, probably another two weeks worth of work booked out sporadically through the month. Um, but you know, I mean, it like it comes that fast. You know, I mean, I could be, you know, last week I had nothing for October, and now I have probably a week and a half, almost two weeks worth of work in October booked up, um, just different days for when you know, whenever people um, have, you know, have the time to bring their cars in, kind of deal. So you know, and that's that's fine, but yeah, I mean, I don't like. Booking up and then saying, Well, I can't get to you till next month. I can't get to you till December. I can't get to you till
2: bragging to everybody how yeah. booked up you.
1: Are.
3: Yeah. You
2: know, it's just stupid. Yeah. Ideally, everybody would love to be booked up solid months in advance. Yeah, yeah, that's all great. Knowing that you're you've know, got got that job security. Yeah. But it's a reflection of how you run your business too. Right. I mean, if you're a one-man show, that's all you can do. If you don't want to grow, that's fine. Right. But if you're in the business growing your business and you're and, booked that far out, you're not you know, doing it right. Trying to build it higher and higher and higher and more and more every right. year, every month, then you shouldn't be doing that.
1: Yeah. You should
3: See, and, that's,
2: I that, book up and what can I do to fix it.
1: Right. And that's, that's, that's me, right? Like I'm, I'm the guy, like I'm kind of the backwards of, of everything because it's just me. I want to only be me. I only want to do X amount of dollars because that's comfortable living for me. Mm-hmm. and and it gives me the free time to take off early, go pick Haley up from school, take her to cheerleading, maybe go in a little bit later so I can take her to school and drop her off, have the weekends off, all this stuff, right? Like, but that's my choice. That's my decision. I I want to have that work-life balance, um, you know? And then there's a buddy of mine who's just blowing up right now. Like he's got, you know, like he could clone himself probably 10 times, and he'd still be busy and, and he's actually got, I think one or two guys working for him and he's still busier than he has hands for, which is awesome. But, but he is taking those steps to right hire the right people, bring people on, help out to grow his business that way, because he wants to, you know, be that, you know, 250 plus year type detail shop whereas i'm cool if i'm between 100 and 120 like if i do 10 10 a month that's that's perfect it's perfect busyness for me i'm happy making 100 120 a year because realistically
2: what would you do do if you scored a a car collector and he has like 50 cars he wants how'd you do it
1: Right. I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, we talked about that before. I mean, if I scored something like you, I mean, that's a different, it's a different story, right? Like then maybe the mindset changes because, you know, being able to do that, that kind of money or that kind of work. No, if he
2: wants hyper, if he wants hyper polishes in a, in a two-year coding on full car collection, what would you do? I'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean,
1: I, I I would either, I would either, I would either say, look, I'll do you know I mean if I could do hyper you know if I could do hyper polishes and and whatever and do one a day I would just tell him like you know and as long as he doesn't and I'm sure a guy like that wouldn't want all 50 of them done at the same time where I could space them out and say look I'll do two or three a week I could book some other stuff you know if I had to hire somebody to maybe handle some some BS stuff and if I was making enough money off of that collection yeah I mean it would be worth it but I haven't come across that yet, so I guess we'll cross that bridge when we do get there.
2: (laughs) Yeah, by the time you're done with the last car, the uh, first one needs to be be done again.
1: Right, yeah, yeah. I mean,
2: you know, and, and hey,
1: listen, if that were the case and then I could just live off of one client, I would be happy to shut everything down and just go live off of one client, you know? Yeah. I'd be okay with that as long as I was still making the money that I needed to make, you know, to to keep to keep uh, the the lifestyle that I leave, live, which really <laughs> which really isn't too extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure you're living just fine.
3: <laughs> yeah, you know, I got this
1: I got this big hole, this big unfinished hole in the backyard, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll pictures of that thing. God, I think it's gonna be nice when it's done. God, it's gonna be so nice when it's done. Too bad, too bad the problem is it's gonna to be too cold to use it when it finally gets done.
2: Yeah, but you don't heat your pool in the wintertime and use it?
1: No, we didn't we didn't we didn't do a heater. That was that was more bueno that more, more than we needed. So or the hot had. tub. No, we didn't do a hot tub because we used to have a hot tub. Um, and uh we didn't use it that much. So we figured we didn't want to spend the extra 30 to 40 grand to put a hot tub in a pool that was already 75. So you know. Gotcha. Cool. I, I was I'm trying I was, to shut I was, up. No, you go. I was already I, I was uh... already I was already bitching that she went over budget like by fifteen thousand dollars. So oh
2: really? 15 grand?
1: Yeah. She told me originally it was gonna be like 60 ish. And I was like, all right. And then, Man. and then when we picked everything out and the guy scrolled to the bottom and the figure was 73, nine, I said, uh, you went, you blew your budget.
2: 73 grand. Holy crap, dude. That's a lot of money for yeah. a pool. Mm-hmm.
1: But not- in
2: Florida, I mean, it, it helps your value of your house.
1: It does. It, it'll help a lot. But, but it also, you know, 73 is when you build a, build a real man's pool and not these little <laughs> yeah. not these little oversized hot tubs that, that we have down here. Um, you know, I mean this thing I think they said it's like fourteen thousand gallons of water. It's uh sixteen by thirty-two. Yeah. So that's that's crazy. Yeah. You know, and then and then the water the water features were like four or five grand each. So, you know, we could have knocked knocked that down pretty big if we didn't have water features, but then it wouldn't look cool. So gotta have the water features is it
2: what's what kind of um is that travertine around the side of the pool or what was it yeah
1: yeah we did travertine we did travertine for the coping um because it's smoother and we were thinking you know especially with haley and, and her friends come over you know if they try to climb out of the pool from the side you know wearing bikinis or whatever it wouldn't like scratch up their stomachs you know if it was like a regular tile or a regular coping style so we went yeah. to the travertine, yeah, uh, you know, and travertine was more expensive. <laughs> the sparkly we tile, was, right there. yeah, the, the sparkly tile was more expensive. So I told Michelle, you know, when when uh, when Alex gets a new car, uh, Alex is going over budget. So
2: <laughs> I'm in a car conundrum right now. I'm telling you.
1: Yeah, didn't you just get that car? What's up?
2: Now you're selling yeah, it. I'm just. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with what's uh, my car. Um, Selections and choices these days. I've gone from Corvette to Porsche, Corvette to Porsche. I thought I'd like this car. I do, but I mean, it's 350 horsepower V6. Yeah. It doesn't sound very, you know, very Wait, fancy. V6?
1: Can't be a V6. It's a, a flat six. Yeah. Come on flat now. Six. It's Porsche. Yeah, it's not a V6. It's, yeah.
2: It's not fast. Right. I mean, it barely gets out of its own way in all actuality. <laughs> And I thought I could live with it. I'm just, I'm going to sell it and get something faster. Either a, a turbocharged uh, 911 or a Z06. Nice. Yeah, I, just, I can't. Uh, I can't do this. I'm just gonna... <laughs> it's a bummer. But I mean, the good thing is I'll probably sell it for 20% more than I paid for it two, two months ago. Yeah, that's
3: true.
2: They've gone up considerably. Yeah. So we shall see. I mean, I got like, two messages while I've been on the, the, the line with you. Nice. they offered gonna be 10 grand less than I'm offering than I'm, I'm asking for it. I just oh. I have to delete that one. Yeah. I'm not gonna report all those idiots. Thanks, thanks, thanks for no thanks. Yeah. 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 So interesting dis- discussion tonight. Thank you.
1: Yeah, no, no, no. Um, I, I know you wanted to to talk about it. I, I think it's a I think it's a good one. I mean, I, listen, I you know, it's it's hard. You know, I mean it's we all fall into it. I think, you know, as much as, as much as you, you, you kind of want to say, no, I'm not an egotistic person or whatever. Um, it happens, you know, I mean, I started a podcast because I wanted people to listen to me more. <laughs>
2: there you go. I mean, yeah, we all like attention. I mean, there's, right, right, there's a small, exactly. small percentage of people that don't like attention and I get that. Yeah. But I mean, it comes down to even the, you know, if you're posting pictures of your kids, yeah, that's ego-driven. Yeah, I mean, we all have it.
1: Listen, I, different- spend, <laughs> I spend a lot of money on her. I want people to see her.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there you go. But there's people out there, like, you know, there's people out there that are private and they don't want to show anything. Yeah. You know, yeah. I guess they're not, you know, they don't have inflated egos.
1: Yeah, there are. And it's weird, too. I mean, I'm one of those people that,
2: I, I like attention
1: for certain things. I mean, there's a lot of times I don't want attention brought to me. I don't want to be, you know, um, made a big deal of. Um, but apparently in the detailing world, that's not, <laughs> I want all the attention in the detail world. <laughs> I mean, start a podcast, poke, poke Aaron Knox to get him to, to go back and forth with me to like, have that be a big thing. Um, and social media to where when I go to the you know when I used to be able to go to uh, the conventions and stuff people would be like oh you're that guy that's uh, better than Aaron Knox right and I'm like yeah yeah <laughs>
2: I, am. I am that guy <laughs> you got to get uh, t-shirts made for SEMA um, well I'm not going to SEMA so I'm not going to make
1: a t-shirt this year um, oh wait you're not
3: you cancel it
1: yeah I canceled it Um, Too many, too many, too many people are pulling out of it. And, and I really wanted to go, um, but I really wanted to go to, to see friends more than companies, right? Um, Or friends and companies. Right. And, and the problem is, is that, you know, a lot of friends aren't going to go if a lot of these companies are pulling out because then why do you go? um some friends work for these companies so then okay well then now if the company's not going to be there they're not going to be there um right. you know and i just I, I when it all came down to it i mean you know i just uh i said you know what it's kind of not worth spending the money if maybe only a handful of people are going to be there again i'm not a person that you know is going to go to SEMA or go to go to vegas and party it up i mean the last couple of times or the 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 two times that i have gone to vegas um it's pretty much just go to convention and then go sit in the hotel room and fall asleep kind of deal right like i'm not a party person i don't go out spend money i don't gamble i don't do any of this stuff so again if there were not going to be a lot of people there why go um so i'll save my money hopefully mte will come about um so we did the uh we did the Let Me Tell You About My Best Friend t shirt for MTE Orlando in 2020, which was uh me and Aaron Knox um riding a Pegasus through the clouds shirtless.
3: Um,
1: <laughs> if you didn't see that one, I'll send you a picture of it. It was yeah, classic. Do. It was classic. Basically what I did was uh, uh remember the um the shirtless uh or the picture of of Vladimir Putin shirtless riding a horse. So yeah. So somebody on the internet had basically just doubled shirtless Putin, in, but on the second Putin had put Donald Trump's head. I've seen that, yep. Okay. So I basically took that picture to my t-shirt guy and I said, turn the horse from a black horse to a white Pegasus, put Aaron Knox's picture on the on Putin in the front, put my picture on on the back holding holding on and we're flying through the cotton candy colored clouds and then it said let me tell you about my best friend oh my god um <laughs> it was classic t-shirt um bruno let me put the uh the paint assassins logo on Uh-oh. the back of it we did a uh, we did a limited run on those i think maybe i don't know 30 or 40 people bought those and we we gave aaron the uh the full profits of it to donate to the Atlanta um, Humane Society because he's a a big, uh, he's a big puppy guy. So he, he, he likes to do uh, stuff for the dogs and whatnot. Um, So uh, there were plans to do another t-shirt for MTE this year um, that did not happen, obviously, because MTE didn't happen. There was plans to make that t-shirt for SEMA, Um, but then SEMA is not happening. So I'm not making the shirt. If MTE Orlando happens in January, I will make the new shirt. Um, or it might just come down to me, just making the shirt slapping podcast logo on the back of it and selling it to the podcast.
2: (laughs) Hey, why not? People would love that. I'll take one.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a couple ideas. Um, one's really, really good. And then the other one is absolutely brilliant. So
2: I'm gonna try to make it done
1: to you this year. Uh, yeah, hopefully it'll happen.
2: Yeah, we'll, see. we'll yeah. see.
1: I mean, it's, I think it's 50-50 right now.
2: Yeah, who knows? The you know, world right now we're living in.
1: Yeah, it sucks. Cause I, I, you know, I I think that's kind of important. I think it's important for everybody to get out and network and, and, you know, see all this stuff, but nobody can do anything. So, well, it's
2: going to happen anywhere. It's going to happen in Florida.
1: Yeah. Well, we thought that this year, though, you know, and it didn't, um, because MT, you know, MTE was was ready to go. They had. Um, we actually had. I don't know if you remember that one. We had Sheldon um, from I the com- from huh? the company from the company who 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 owns MTE. Um, we had him on to talk about it. And he was talking about how they were, you know, they were coming here to the uh, um, to the resort um, every few months or whatever, and checking it out to see how they were doing, see, you know, how, you know, they were uh, safety precautions and everything were, and the the resort wasn't having any issues, any problems, everything was going fine. Um, but you know, when big names start pulling out, the little you know, once the big dominoes fall, the little dominoes are right behind them. Yeah. And, and some of the big names in the industry just said, Nope, we're not going. And, and, you know, whether it was a, a whatever kind of thing or whether, you know, they were just like, Hey, you know, listen, we don't want to put our people at risk or, you know, travel restrictions. If we go to Florida, then it's hard to get back to our state. I mean, I, I get that, but um, you know, a lot of, I think a lot of those companies have reps in Florida that, you know, a rep could have put a booth together and we could have at least had something kind of deal. Um,
2: yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I understand that.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
2: it's the climate we're in right now.
1: Yeah. And I, and I, and I even wonder how SEMA is going to be, anyways, because, you know, I mean, SEMA is where everybody drops new stuff and it doesn't seem like anybody's even hinting at new stuff coming out this year that they would even. Do at SEMA, so we're just going to go to SEMA and see the same same shit we've seen for the last two years
2: from these yeah, companies. It's, it's going to be stagnant for, for yeah a couple of years. You know?
1: Yeah, because I mean, it doesn't seem like you know a lot of the tool makers are coming out with anything revolutionary. You know, I mean, there's no hints at that for SEMA. All the graphene stuff already came out, so I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna have the new graphene thing this year at SEMA? Mm-hmm. Um, It'll be all tough on base stuff now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't know. It, hopefully we'll get back to it. MTE, MTE Orlando next year. Hopefully it'll happen.
2: I've never been to one, so but I've heard a lot of great things about it.
1: MTE actually, um, so I've gone to it for like the past four years or so. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously without with the exception of this year. Um, and every year it seems to be growing just that little bit more and in fact, the 2021 um, was phenomenal. I mean, there was a bunch of people that came, um, detailers from all over. I mean, I I had an absolute blast um, at that one, just because I I knew more people, so I could talk to more people versus the other ones um, where I didn't know a whole lot of people, so I kind of just hung out with the same same crowd or whatever. Mm-hmm um but yeah i think it's been slowly growing um and it's been it's been real nice i wish i wish more uh bigger name companies would make the trip but i get it man everybody's out in california and it costs a lot of money to go across the country so
2: yeah especially the big rig and all your gear and all that other stuff
1: yeah i mean they gotta ship all that stuff or whatever but you know again a lot of those companies have somebody in florida just have Just have your Florida rep, just get a little 10 by 10 and put a booth up and whatever, you know?
2: You ever been to any detail fest? I haven't, um, I do
1: have plans actually, since I'm not going to SEMA, I do have plans on, um, hopefully he gets off his ass. Knox is trying to throw one in, and um, together him and Wu and David Patterson Doing one at Reds, um,
2: no, the Auto Geek Detail Fest.
1: Oh, the Auto Geek. De- no, I didn't. No, I haven't done
2: any of those. Pretty fun, um, are they? Oh yeah. yeah, I went way early back. You know when they first started, but um, had a lot of fun. Saw a lot yeah. of people.
1: Yeah. No, I never really did. I mean, I did the Detail Fest one time, okay. uh, that's that's just kind of like their version of MTE or SEMA or whatever, where they just showcase all the brands
2: yeah exactly
1: that they do yeah Yeah. um but no i haven't i haven't done any of their their classes or anything um i would rather learn and not 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 knocking auto geek or anything like that but i'd i'd kind of rather learn from somebody like a knox or david patterson or kilmer or whatever where i could kind of learn a little bit of everything Mm kind of deal you know um yeah versus kind of go to one of those things that's kind of design i mean i know they have like some advanced type trainings or whatever but a lot of it's designed to, for the the diy guy that wants to yeah. step up kind of deal
2: yeah that's who their customers
1: yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah yeah i did when i was a 3D. i did a uh, like an hd speed workshop oh, okay a of people that you know are new into detailing right also, right just showed up yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, me and Daphne
3: did it. Oh, that's good.
1: I was talking yeah. with Bruno. So Bruno went last week, week before. Um, I think the week before he went down there when Billy was doing his stuff at Auto Geek. so Bruno, oh, yeah, okay. Bruno made the Got drive it. to go down there and kind of see Bruno. I saw um, that. And he said, uh, he said they were walking down the stairs of the the hotel or something and um he ran into mike phillips and uh and uh tunch so he said he got to got to meet yeah. tunch and talk to him for a little bit and talk with mike or whatever so
2: wow that's cool
1: yeah he said it said it
2: was fun good for them yeah they're very approachable people yeah like that's yeah, that's good cool. yeah
1: yeah
2: cool good man good yeah
1: all right well i guess we rambled on for whatever um i appreciate as always you coming on and kind of making everybody think, and uh hopefully it'll make people think. I mean, we get some good feedback with the ones that you're on, so that's a good thing.
2: It's always fun pushing the envelope a little bit.
1: Yeah. Mm.
2: That's for, for facilitating that. Yeah. You might like my crutch.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, buddy. Well, I'll talk to you later, man. I appreciate it. Have a good night. Take care of you, too.